Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for May 10th, 2020. In 1862, the Pacific Railroad Act chartered the Central Pacific and the Union Pacific Railroad companies and tasked them with building a transcontinental railroad that would link the United States from east to west. Over the next seven years, the two companies would race toward each other from Sacramento, California on one side and Omaha, Nebraska on the other, struggling against great risks before they met at Promontory, Utah on this day in 1869. Before it was completed, it cost $1,000 to travel between California and New York, and it could take as long as six months to sail around Cape Horn in South America. After General Grenville Dodge, a hero of the Union Army, took control as chief engineer, the Union Pacific finally began to move westward in May of 1866. The company suffered bloody attacks on its workers by Native Americans, including members of the Sioux, Arapaho, and Cheyenne tribes, who were understandably threatened by the progress of the white man and his iron horse across their native lands. Still, the Union Pacific moved relatively quickly across the plains compared to the slow progress of their rival company through the Sierra. Ramshackle settlements popped up along the route, turning into hotbeds of drinking, gambling, prostitution, and violence, and producing the enduring mythology of the Wild West. In 1865, after struggling with retaining workers due to the difficulty of the labor, Charles Crocker began hiring Chinese laborers. By that time, some 50,000 Chinese immigrants were living on the West Coast, many having arrived during the gold rush. This was controversial at the time as the Chinese were considered an inferior race due to pervasive racism. The Chinese laborers proved to be tireless workers and Crocker hired more of them. Some 14,000 were toiling under brutal working conditions in the Sierra Nevada by early 1867. To blast through the mountains, the Central Pacific built huge wooden trestles on the western slopes and used gunpowder and nitroglycerin to blast tunnels through the granite. By the summer of 1867, the Union Pacific was in Wyoming, having covered nearly four times as much ground as the Central Pacific. The Central Pacific broke through the mountains in late June, however, and the hard part was finally behind them. Both companies then headed toward Salt Lake City, cutting many corners, including building shoddy bridges or sections of track that would have to be rebuilt later in their race to get ahead. By early 1869, the companies were working only miles from each other, and in March, the newly inaugurated President Ulysses S. Grant announced he would withhold federal funds until the two railroad companies agreed on a meeting point. They decided on Promontory Summit, north of the Great Salt Lake, some 690 track miles from Sacramento and 1,086 from Omaha. On May 10th, after several delays, a crowd of workers and dignitaries watched as the final spike was driven in, linking the Central Pacific and Union Pacific. Telegraph cables immediately went out to President Grant and around the country with the news that the Transcontinental Railroad had finally been completed. With a new railroad, the price of transcontinental travel dropped from $1,000 to $150, and instead of six months, 
the trip took a week. The United States were finally united, and for good and bad, the world would never be the same again. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.